Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Baka 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 Podcast. It's amazing how every time you open your mouth, you prove you're an idiot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Baka Baka Baka. We are an anime podcast where every two weeks uh, we watch an anime, we come on this podcast to discuss it, we turn our discussion over to our comment section so that you can carry on what we have begun more competently because we earn the title Baka 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 every time, and that is what this podcast is all about. We will be discussing the anime Licorice Recoil, or as I like to call it, Licorice Ricola. <laughs> Better name. But I did learn how to pronounce it. I promised I would. I did. It took a lot. It took, it took the whole two weeks. <laughs> Every episode. Licorice. Licorice. Yeah. Uh, to discuss it, I need the help of some co-host. First off, we have the chocolate to my parfait. It's Jeremy. How are you doing? I'm nope. doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can tell me that. <laughs> I was going to say, are we doing the anime or no, the actual? Yeah, we're just doing the anime. So, <laughs> okay. yeah, Jeremy, why don't you tell us an anime that fits your taste? Okay. And then we'll go from there. Uh, the manga artist and his assistants, or comic oh, artist yeah. and his assistants, that which is... happens to be the most popular anime on our the uh, the box, Anime Baka Club website. Second. Is it really? What's the first one? What's the first my dress, one? My Dress Up Darling. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Again, our we have thirsty listeners apparently. Yeah, this is the only thing in common between those two shows. Uh, <laughs> but I do think it's hilarious that our most out of our wheelhouse anime probably we've ever done is yeah. number one. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> that leads us to the second host for tonight. Our usual host Jason uh, is currently out and and is not able to make it for this recording. So. Last minute, I reached out to someone who has seen this anime twice now and is also the one who recommended it. It's the apple to my eye, my daughter Jade. Hello. Hi, Jade. So, Jade, why don't you tell us an anime, or maybe even two, since this is your very first time being on here, your second guest ever. Uh, but why don't you give us an example of what your tastes are, what, what kind of anime you like to watch? Mm, currently, I've been watching... Bungo Stray Dogs, trying to finish season three before the next season. And Chainsaw Man, as it comes out. Yep. So, it's... very slice of life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we watched Bungo Stray Dogs the first yeah. season a long time ago. And now she's always like, what did you think about this character? I'm like, I don't remember. There was a <laughs> there was a guy who turned into a tiger. There was a guy who liked suicide a lot. I don't remember anything. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but she's she's the Bunko Stray Dogs expert in our house. Cool. That was a I good one. I remember. You wouldn't who, say that? Who would I, be I the, say I'm the expert? Who's the expert? <laughs> I Mom? don't know, not me. <laughs> All right. Uh and my name is Troy. Uh an anime I really enjoyed. Um you know you think I'd prepare something and have something <laughs> ready uh have i already done uh sunny boy 
don't think I've done Sunny no? Boy yet. Sunny Boy. Sunny Boy is very special to me. That's that's one of my favorite of all time since we watched it last year. Um, so definitely, because I I just I like anime to show me something I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, let's talk about this anime which had things that I've seen many many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna start off. With from talk about the Christmas Girl with our non-spoiler review, uh, this was my pick on Jade's recommendation. But we're going to start with Jeremy. What did you think of Licorice Recoil? So I'll start off with it's not terrible. <laughs> um, it has, I think, it has a few issues with uh, writing, in especially in the beginning, where some of the characters will say things that are very. Um, God, I remember I quoted it in one of our chats, where the guys like. Uh, thank you for doing this thing that I, the police officer, have asked you to do. <laughs> like, okay, so you're trying to tell me that you're the police officer and you're trying to still converse. Like, there's just a little bit of clumsiness in some of the the dialogue that really got me. But um, overall, the dialogue's pretty good. But there were definitely a few spots that it it def- oh, it got me. Um, but uh, yeah, the characters are entertaining. Uh, some of the jokes land pretty well. I actually was laughing. A few times, which doesn't happen a lot with um, more leaning towards slice of life anime. So um, it has some interesting political themes and drama in it. And there's definitely something about the way that one of the characters, when something's revealed, it completely has a paradigm shift of how you how you interpret what you've seen before. And you know, it, it applies a new lens to it. And that's pretty cool. So. It's, I don't know. I don't know if I would, it would be very much contingent on who I was talking to, but I might recommend this. Um, I might recommend this. All right, Jade, what did you think of it? I really liked it. I knew I would when I kept seeing it on the internet, being like, you should watch this anime. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to like this. I'm going to watch it, and it's going to be the best thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Was it the Uh, trailers? Is that is that what you saw on the internet that made you think you'd like it? Uh, no, it was clips of the scenes, just early episodes, because I, I was into it, like, episode four, when it, episode four came out, and I was like, yeah, I want to watch this. Mm. I know Mother's Basement had done a video on it a while ago. I haven't seen it, because I tried not to watch anything until after we've had our own review. Um, but I know he had watched it and I had seen clips of some of the action scenes showing up on Twitter myself. Um, and then, yeah, we, we watched it on your recommendation. So I assumed you liked it. <laughs> I really did. I watched it three times. Oh, not two, three, three times, three times now. Wow. Okay. I will say I actually mistook, uh, Chisato the main character for Chica from that, you know, high school romance <laughs> slice of life. Yeah, I saw like a clip where Lord. they were having her do a handstand and I was like, is that Chica? <laughs> <laughs> All right, for for my own thoughts, there's there's parts I do really like. There are some parts I thought were a little slow. There's some there's some world building that's a bit wonky. I'm having trouble connecting with uh teenage assassin girls. <laughs> and I feel like they touched on some really cool themes and some some episodes are better than others. But I did feel like let's 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 dip into that. But as a caveat to all that, 
we just got done watching like one of our best animes in a while. You know, we did Made in Abyss season two, which is just deep an exploration of themes and characters and really anything that has to come after it. That's like, hey, we're just kind of a lighter thing. And it's going to be like, no, that's not how we do things <laughs> around here. Um, so I don't I don't think this show is doing anything wrong. I, I it's a good anime. Uh, there's parts of it that just don't really fit into my wheelhouse. There's some nitpicks I have. But for the most part, I enjoyed it. And especially the the final episodes, when it started getting more action-packed, and we had some really good uh, fights. I was getting Cowboy Bebop vibes uh, at that level. So I was enjoying it. All right. What did you guys think of the opening and the closing? Mm, they were okay. Um, neither song was really catchy for me, but um, the visuals were okay. I saw one of the 60 FPS uh ops and eds and that just was like pouring salt on the wound (laughs) (laughs) it was like if if this isn't your favorite watch this and now you'll hate it um (laughs) but uh but you know it's all right it's there's certainly some some moments that are really cute and very funny like the the kicking at the end of the op always makes me laugh um, where where chisato kicks her in the rear playfully and she kicks her back with a whole lot of force um (laughs) And I think it does a good job of of showcasing the different characters that are going to be in it and also presenting the theme. Well, not necessarily the theme, but at least the tone uh, of giving you this sort of playfulness for the first half of the OP. And then in the second half, it kind of shifts into something that might be a little bit more um, melodramatic or um, tense, tense, like there's something foreboding about mm-hmm. it. Um, and of course, the very first episode picks up on that and gives you a full explanation of what it is. But it, I thought it was it was well done, at least in the OD can OP conveying that the ED was fine. But um, I don't know, it was kind of boring for me just <laughs> seeing one of the characters just kind of hanging out in her room. And then maybe that's exactly what they were going for. But yeah. Uh, Jade, what do you think? Um. I really liked both the opening and ending. Uh, it was cute. I really like the little details you can see in both the opening and the ending. They have little details of things that are more important in the show, but it, if you're not paying attention to it, you can easily miss it. But if you see it, it's kind of rewarding to, to be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, I like the OP except for like when they're showing off the fashions and they're, they're beautifully drawn. The girls are extremely cute, in their outfits, but it's very, it's that part of the anime that I, I'm not here for. Uh, it's very much like, Hey, we're <laughs> also like, Hey, there's cool action and, and conspiracies and fashion shows. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anime. Um, I actually, but I, I disagree with you, Jeremy, about the catchiness. I especially thought the ending song was really catchy. I, I enjoyed the ending song. Hmm. I thought it was a bit too high pitched and whiny for me, but fair enough. Twitch is on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, before we go into our spoilers, our next anime is our year end movie. Uh, so it is, this will be out around Christmas time, after Christmas time. I don't know. I'm busy with Christmas, guys. I'll get this episode out when I can. Um, <laughs> it, should, it better be Christmas. I didn't put this hat on for nothing. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> What am I going to edit this? I got to wrap gifts. No. Um, <laughs> but 
Uh, so yeah, we're coming up on on year end. We're going to be doing the movie Bubble again. Jason won't be there for that. We're going to try to bring in another guest to to help us review that. It is a uh, currently an anime movie on Netflix about doing parkour, but like there's floating anti gravity at the same time, so it's like super parkour. Uh, along with some some mystery going on. So we're going to watch that movie. And then um, after the movie, which we kind of use as our break, so we don't have to watch 12 episodes of an anime. We just have to watch like a two-hour movie. Um, Jason will be back, and we'll watch our retro anime. So Jeremy and Jason will each pick an anime that they want to share with the audience from from the past or one they had missed uh, over the past couple of years. And so it's kind of a rules-free pick, not for algorithms, just something fun. It's, it's for us. And then we'll be back with the normal picks. And I have already promised Bochi the Rock in our future. So yeah, you did. That, that's coming. I never heard of it, so I'm going to be going in blind. No, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> Not not quite up my alley, huh? <laughs> okay. All right. So now we are going on to our spoiler section. So if you have not seen Licorice Ricola, now <laughs> is your time to bail. If you we've 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 convinced you to give it a try. Um, but if you're not worried about things being spoiled, please continue on listening or come back. You know, come back after you've seen it to this point at the. I want to say that's been like two minutes, 30 minutes. I am not good at the time. Um, yeah, just come back to this part in the podcast and we'll, 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 we'll discuss it together. All right. Moving on. Spoiler warning has been dropped. We're in a world. It's Japan. It's modern day. Uh, Japan has had a major terrorist attack where their radio tower was destroyed. Or a giant radio tower was destroyed. And since then, almost all terrorist activity has ceased. That doesn't make any sense. Jade, you're going to have to help me with that one in a minute. But let me finish <laughs> laying this down. Because my my assumption was that this licorice program, which uh, is a group of orphan high school girls, assassins, who murder Anything that could disrupt the status quo. Anyone who looks like they're going to commit violence, they have a bomb, they have a gun. The licorice are like, boom, boom, you're dead. And no one saw that that little high school girl had a gun, and, and now they just find a dead guy laying around. <laughs> and apparently that's easy to but cover up. They got cleaners, right? <laughs> uh, right. But, but the licorice were there at the terrorist attack, so they weren't started because of the radio tower they're not a response to that they are oh. just already there yep, yep. they've been there yeah i think there was like one comment at some at a certain point where they said that they've been there since before this government existed oh so yeah. there's some kind of ancient order <laughs> of <laughs> assassin teenage girls <laughs> so when they so when they introduced this concept my first thought was like minority report like when you're you're obviously going above the law to protect you know, to have the ultimate peace and we kind of deal with that a little bit one of my major complaints is like let's talk about that that's awesome <laughs> that's a great concept and theme let's dig into that and they, did you guys feel like they did very much or or not enough well it seems to me like the uh 
the main villain, his whole goal was essentially to upset what they were doing. So in that way, they kind of dug into the effects of what they were doing on a sort of uh, pulled away, zoomed out scale. Mm-hmm. But I I don't think that they really uh, dissected it on a zoomed in scale. I don't think that we saw anything that like discussed the ramifications or how they may have adjusted history or the things that they've done or whether or not it's right or wrong. That the closest we got is is him saying this is wrong right. and them fighting him for it and then how things got resolved in the end. I felt the show had like two points it was trying to get to with the Allen Institute trying to talk about pretty sure uh, Yoshi says this a talent is a gift from God that must be delivered to the world. I feel like that's something he says or mm-hmm. something close to it. But also doing with Majima like is it okay to cover up all of this crime? <laughs> Even if it's for peace. Yeah, maybe. How Go ahead, go ahead, finish up. Is it okay to lie to people? You you are keeping people safe, but you're also lying to them and just not actually letting them know what is happening and what is actually keeping everything together. Uh, I was going to say, I think maybe that might be where my issue really is, is that we have two antagonists with two different themes at the same time. Um, that are just kind of fighting for space and, and air to breathe in this story. I think if we had just drilled into one or the other, that really that's probably my only major complaint about this anime. That's interesting because I kind of saw Yoshi as a sort of just side character. He didn't seem like a primary antagonist to me. I, I do agree that there's definitely the two points were both being discussed. But he just didn't seem as important. Like, we didn't even understand the ramifications of his role, necessarily. And, like, how vital he was until, like, halfway through the anime. At which point we learn, oh, a character might die really soon because of this guy's choices. Um, Up until then, it was just like, oh, there's a promise. We don't really know what the promise is. We don't know why it is or isn't being fulfilled. But he's the puppet master behind Majima as well. He is, but sort of in a way that we're never given enough of a sense of what his goal is yeah. by that point. Only at that halfway point do we do we start to understand what his goals are. And, you know, they they are very different. <laughs> yeah. Definitely different, like you guys were saying. But, yeah, he definitely he played second fiddle for me. Um, okay. So, yeah. Well, I definitely like one more than the other, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, so we start with, uh, as far as we know, this Asian girl be waking up late and running around crazy, hectic morning like she's got to go to school. That's kind of what they're leaning into of like, oh, it's a crazy school day for her. Uh, she she has Blu-rays of Guy Hard laying around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> An exterminator. An exterminator, too. Uh, she had another one for like con air too i can't remember what that one was can't fault her chasing movies uh but yeah she's actually being called out to a mission that she's late for and this is chisato um our primary antagonist so jeremy what are your thoughts on chisato um she's funny uh i i think they did a really good job creating a character that was 
interesting, but at the same time, a little bit abrasive, uh, just in the way that she's so exuberant and she's so energetic and she's just always moving and always reacting. She's got that squirrel mentality, right? Where they always, they have the dog that's like, Oh, squirrel, (laughs) squirrel. Right. And at first you're kind of wondering like, how, how does she survive in a modern world? (laughs) You know, but at the same time, she's really cute, very entertaining, like her personality. Um, and she's very sweet and she's endearing and she seems like she's entirely, um, she's got very high ideals and she tries to live up to them and tries to encourage others to do that too. So she's, she's a very likable character, but then you find out something about halfway through the anime that completely shifts the, uh, possible reason for why she is the way she is, why she behaves this way. You can reveal it now. We're in the spoilers. You can talk about it if you want. We're in the spoilers section. Sure. Okay, so you find out that she has a very short period of time to live, and she's known this for a long time. And um, you also find out that there's other things that have contributed to this perspective that she has, right? So she's got sort of a a hero complex for somebody else who she believes to be a good person that would essentially be a savior. That's the term she's always using. And so she's doing this to copy her mental image of him, even though it's not necessarily accurate. but the idea that she is holding up this sort of facade as a way to beneficially deceive herself so that she doesn't focus on the negatives in her life, because that's pretty bad. If you know your doom, right? Even people who are saying, you know, do you, do you want to know when you're going to die? No, no, I really don't. <laughs> well, she does to a degree, at least far more than than most people do. And that could be very difficult to live with. And so it seems like she uses this sort of silly, uh, overly exuberant, energetic behavior as a way to compensate and uh, just deal with that for herself, um, which is kind of cool. I actually really like that they did that. It gives it gives her more depth than she had prior to discovering this. Um, I also thought it was interesting that they gave her red, right? Like, so they have this boring of the red and the blue. It's in the, the colors in the... Uh, the text, it's also the colors of the uniforms of the two characters, right? You have the hot and the cold. And um, that fit yeah. really well, um, both in, in behavior and and, and uh, also in perhaps other ways. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, I, she's pretty good. That's a good observation because, you know, I, I got – I figured out all of its ranking on the uniforms. But also, yeah, you're, like, you're right, the, the fire and ice um, mm-hmm. and the, the differences in the personalities. Jade, what did you think of Chisato? Uh, she has to be my second favorite character, other than Takina. Um, she was really funny. Uh, anytime she was on screen, I'm like, she is super cool. Any action scene, like when she dodges bullets and she's weaving between them, especially when it first happened, I'm like, I don't think that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think people can do that. She's going to be on death battle. <laughs> And, and I hope she wins. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Finding out that her special talent uh, that Yoshi decided she has is killing, despite her ideals, just don't kill people. And you see that at the beginning and how it upsets Takina. Just, I don't kill. And her special bullets that shoot red dust? I don't know what it 
It seems like they might be like rubber bullets that when they hit, they disintegrate. But I think it's funny because it makes them look like bursts of blood. Yeah, like, like huge plumes of blood, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I was going for when you first see it. It looks like she shot someone and it's like, I don't kill. Mm-hmm. I just wound horribly. She does say that it could be better to die than get shot by them. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that too. Yeah, she she has no issues with horribly maiming or or disfiguring or even well, causing crippling. immense pain. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, actually, that's one of the more interesting things about her is that um, because she's dying and she has a limited amount of time, she not only was she inspired by being saved, so she wants to save people, but she doesn't kill because she doesn't want to remove time from other people. And I think that's, again, a reflection that she has limited. So that makes her way more uh, empathetic to the people that she's battling, good or bad. She's just got this don't erase time. It's precious, Uh, which is a little different, a little different from other protagonists that are. I'm the I'm the most awesome fighter in the world, but I don't kill. So I I purposely handicap myself. Um, Mm -hmm. Has been done before. But at least she's not like a carbon copy of Roroni Kenshin or mm-hmm. Bash the Stampede or all the dozens and dozens of characters in anime that uh, have done this before. Um, she is kind of a, a unique burst of sunshine on, on every scene. Um, sometimes a little too much for my personal taste. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I, I was rooting for her the whole time. So it, it worked. It was effective, at least. All right, so she goes off to her mission, and but she doesn't get there in time. And this mission is a gun trade that has gone wrong because the licorice have already in, uh, gotten involved, but the the terrorists have taken a licorice hostage. Um, and while this is happening, there is a communication breakdown with the headquarters of the licorice, which is called DA. And they have this supercomputer that they use to help them, you know, monitor all these, these things happening in the, in the city and they're in the field. Um, but it shuts down because of a hacker called Walnut. And one of the eight, the licorice agents takes matters in their own hands, takes a light machine gun and opens fire <laughs> on the, on the group of terrorists, even with the, the hostage in the way going against orders, which, it's not even so much that she put someone in danger. It was that you went against orders that seemed to be what gets her in the most trouble. That's a big issue. And the fact her commander, her commanding agent, um, punches her in the face after that. And the girl that was hostage is saved. Her name is Erica. She shows up multiple times in this anime. I don't know why. <laughs> She's not important. She's great. She's... <laughs> She didn't matter. Nothing she did mattered. She was there. That matters. She even had like her own sort of conquering her weaknesses and her personality. And like she had an arc. (laughs) She mattered. In like four (laughs) scenes though. Like it wasn't like she was, her her storyline was weaved through. It was just like every once in a while she would walk by and they'd be like, that character's having an arc over there. Okay, maybe not. (laughs) Yeah. Multiple episodes. This yep. arc had to have taken place. We may not have seen it, but it definitely happened. I, the real story was about Erica. <laughs> I, I guess the 
her purpose is that she's proof that Takina didn't really do anything wrong, right? Mm-hmm. No. That's... Okay. What <laughs> what what do you think is her purpose? Well, Fuki, the one who punches Takina in the face, is mad because Erika's life was put in danger, and Erika, when she talks to Takina again, is like. Yeah, that was my bad, really. <laughs> it was fine that you nearly killed me with a light machine gun. It That was my bad. <laughs> I got in the way. To her. Yeah, yeah, but she's wrong. <laughs> no one corrects her. <laughs> it's like, I got, she... I, I got taken hostage. You had every right to blast at me with a light machine gun. <laughs> yeah, well... It's, I don't know. You kind of have to go back to what Takina said is like, well, she's alive, isn't she? Right? <laughs> I mean, is super overconfident, but is she really overconfident? Because she doesn't fail. Like, she's got very good accuracy. She's, she is super accurate unless uh, a character has plot armor and then suddenly she can't yeah. hit the broadside of a barn. She's a stormtrooper all of a sudden. <laughs> she's better than Chisato. That's true. Separate, separate but plot. you do have to say, I was actually really impressed that they did this. There's a few times in this anime I'm I'm impressed with how much they try to be accurate. Um, they did it with coding. They did it with the board games you mentioned, Troy. Mm-hmm. They also did it with the rubber bullets. Um, I haven't fired them myself, but I have wanted to. And so I've watched several videos of people firing them and establishing differences in trajectory. Rubber bullets are really hard to aim. Apparently they like have a strong tendency to go off path hmm. um, much more than regular bullets. So I-, I thought that was really cool that they actually kept that in there, that Chisato's accuracy may not necessarily have been entirely just because she wasn't as accurate as Takina. Maybe she wasn't, but the rubber bullets, even Takina, when she was using them, she's like, how do you aim these? These are horrible. So that was pretty cool. I also really enjoyed the, um, the way they animate the close quarter combat for Chisato, mm. the way she pulls the gun in close. Uh, she even catches another character sticking, you know, in a very normal, I have my gun out ready to fire pose. And she grabs her and disarms her. And she's like, ah, uh-uh, you got to keep the gun close. So you get disarmed or, or thrown off balance. And I was like, Ooh, that that's true. I knew that. <laughs> that's a cool detail to add. And you almost never see that. Almost everyone is like swinging around doing flying Kicks Wait. and punches while doing close quarters so gun combat. You make sure to hold the gun close during your close quarters gun combat. <laughs> so you when, said I do that. When I play Metal Gear <laughs> Solid and I use close oh. quarter combat. <laughs> oh, okay. CQC is a major part of, of, of Metal Gear Solid. So yeah, that's where I, I know it from, I but I still you. knew it. That's the eye. Okay. <laughs> Nothing about how it doesn't matter. You, you'll hit your target anyway if you're in close quarters combat. Right. That's true. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's 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 talk about Takina and quit making fun of me. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, what do you think of Takina? I thought Takina was great. Um, she is probably the closest thing to like the AI character in this anime, right? So she's right up my alley. Um, I, I enjoy characters that are just very to the point, and you know, she's the blue, she's the cold, she's analytical, um, but. But it was cool to see how she warmed up over the the entirety of the season as well. So, um, but I know this was your favorite character, Jade. So I don't want to say too much. 
Takina is my favorite character. I love seeing her grow just from going to, from no nonsense Takina to messing around and teasing people <laughs> and making a bunch of jokes, especially at Chisato, because she would never call her necklace cute. <laughs> that doesn't sound like Takina. <laughs> uh, her interactions with Erica are also back to Erica. Yeah, oh god. <laughs> Very interesting. Because she does a, she does feel bad that she nearly killed somebody, even if it happened much later than it should have. Yeah, okay. she does feel bad. Also, I liked how they didn't present Chisato as being like impossibly above Takina in like ranking and skills. Even though Chisato is a year older, they still did feel like. Not only they were close, but almost like equals, even in the in the licorice system. Mm-hmm. Well, and they even point out. I think it's talking to who points it. Well, Jasado points out you're so accurate. You don't even need to use rubber bullets because you can just not hit vital organs, mm-hmm. which means that Jasado doesn't feel she has that option. That's so talking to at least has to be a little more accurate. Um, the only thing that bothered me about that is. Well, then doesn't Takina also have a gift for murder? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think Chisato's gift is necessarily murder. They do I call agree. it killing. But they gave <laughs> it... I forgot what they specifically said, but it was she can read people's movements and mm-hmm. make accurate guesses based on both timing and their body language. And just slight little movements of like even their hand holding a gun on where the bullet will aim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got that intuition. So I remember they were like she reads clothing and muscle movement and Yeah. Not super eyes. Okay, so Yeah. I I like Takina. I felt her story was a little bit predictable, but still well done. And I did enjoy watching her warm up. When she takes over the budget is one of my favorite character <laughs> moments for her. That, that's a great scene. Um, but early on, I I was like, okay, conspiracies, secret agents. She's a double agent, and this whole thing is about how to kill Chisato. Because even up to like the rock, paper, scissor moment, where she's like, okay, no, I got to learn how to beat her. I thought she was studying Chisato and figuring out what her kryptonite was, how to beat her. Um, and... <laughs> I still think that would have been a really cool story beat, but, <laughs> but you know, two best friends living on a beach is cool too, I guess. <laughs> I will say that I was impressed with the way that she stuck to, she was very consistent and difficult to change the mind of, right? So Takina wants to go back to DA really bad, and it takes a long time for Chisato to actually kind of wean her off of that. Um I was kind of expecting just with some of the writing and some of the other choices that they made, I I kind of expected a more shallow interpretation of this character. I kind of expected her to more quickly flip to kind of join Chisato Mm -hmm. in her lifestyle and her choices, but she stayed, you know, true to what she wanted for a very long time. It took a lot to convince her. Otherwise they even, they even gave her a long segment where, you know, she was off screen because she was thinking about it. 
and you know to come in at the last minute that's that's pretty cool so yeah i gotta give them kudos for the way they handled handled her in in that as well all right so back to the story due to this incident takeda has been reassigned well you could also call it fired and that's because there's this side business group division uh it's it's really what's the word i'm looking for like where it's not solid it's like fluid fluidous no that's not right <laughs> that's not a word fluid is is often yeah a word. It's just used it, to that. It, it's just it's really hard to pin down so basically chisato decides to quit da and start up her own cafe takes her trainer with her but they're still funded and sanctioned by da so they're considered a subdivision but they are independent to the point where they're sometimes going on missions against da uh yeah i thought this was kind of weird where like they even call it out that she's able to keep her license so that she can still have the rights of a licorice and she gets the budget from the da so she's still being funded by the da but she kind of acts independently, and I, I'm not sure I understand how that works either. It's almost like the budget is tied to the fact that she is a licorice, and whatever she does with it, as long as she keeps it current, she's just, it's like a license to kill. She can just be a free secret agent. Well, the DA really wants to keep Chisato on a leash, as they say in the show. Like, they want to have control over Chisato just because of how good of a licorice she is well she's not maybe the best subordinate to anyone she does she's kind of the best at what she does so so she's like michael jordan and they allow her to go play baseball as long as when they say you have to show up for the nba finals you show up for the nba finals is that a fair metaphor Yes. Do you know who Michael <laughs> Jordan is? Don't ask that question. God dang it. <laughs> I watch anime, not sports. That one, that one makes me feel older than my, my own daughter. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Well, I think just the fact that she shows up in this first episode and she's supposed to help them at this gun heist, I think... Or gun trade. I I think you're right. I think you got something there. Mm-hmm. But so but the important part is though. So like by sending talking over there, some people are saying she's fired. Some people are saying she's moved. It's kind of both. She's no longer with DA, but she's still within a place that they can keep an eye on her. Uh, call her back if they decide they need her. Um, she's not free from DA, but she's not in DA either. And she hates it. She's in this limbo. She wants to get back to her job. Um, she explains it, uh, correct me if I get this wrong, but she explains it basically that, you know, they've raised her. This is her home. This is her family. And they're like, you gotta go. You gotta go live with your, your cousin. (laughs) And, you know, that's, that's kind of her situation here. And so she's like, I want to go home. Mm-hmm. it's really interesting uh, I mentioned this in the pre-show 
I watched a show, a series called Utopia this week without realizing that it actually had a lot of overlapping themes with this. And um, in this story, Utopia, um, you also have assassin children that are raised in a home. <laughs> it's literally called home. Um, and it's also called a farm, which was really interesting because that's a place where you grow child soldiers, right? Like child killers. Um and so that's kind of what I see the the whole DA licorice thing as is it kind of seems like it's this sort of farm where they're just they're growing these agents and they're using them and they're keeping them secret from society in general. And so when you have something like that, a society kind of grows up within it. And many, many times it's presented as a cult. It quite often is. But um, in the licorice society, it seems like. I don't even know like how much exposure these girls get to the rest of society, right? Because they're in uniforms, but they don't go to regular they don't go to schools. School. Nope. They they only go to the licorice school. Those are just camo so that they can look like real people, but they're not, they're not real people. Which which is kind of Chisato's whole thing, right? Like she's like, I carved out a real life out of yeah. whatever that thing they're doing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I can totally see where you're coming from with like Takino wants to go home because she's a fish out of water. She's she's never been out of the Institute. She grew up in the dorm and wanted to just continue there. Um, Yeah, that would be frightening. That would be really frightening. All right. So at the it's a cafe that they're based out of called Lico Rico. It is a sweets and coffee cafe. But they also do board games. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, there's a couple other characters who work here. There is, again, the teacher that Shisato brought with her. His name is Mika. So, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on Mika? Mika's an interesting character. Okay, The first thing is I knew he was doing that. I knew he was doing that. Okay, a long time ago, I saw, I don't know if it was like... Oh, the leg? Yes, I knew he was doing oh, that with good the leg. Call. I knew it was I, I didn't get it at all. Oh, yeah, I knew it. A long time ago, I saw there was like this guy and he was walking around, looked like an old man. And it turned out that he had like a fishbowl between his knees inside of his robe. And he was like just practicing. Like, <laughs> I don't know if this was real or if it was a movie. I cannot remember. But it made such an impression on me that now whenever I see characters that wear a robe and limp, I'm like, do you have a fishbowl under there? <laughs> like, are you lying to me? <laughs> You're probably an incredible athlete that's training with every movement. Um, so, yeah, I loved that about Mika. The fact that, you know, his 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 crutch is just a, a big facade. Lots of facades here. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Also, I, I kind of liked his vibe as, like, just the laid back old guy that's taking care of the cafe knows how to make coffee now, even though he didn't used to. And I don't know. He just felt very relaxing. Um, even though he had all this craziness going on in the background. All right, Jade. I really liked Mika. You know, I, he just kind of made the group kind of come together instead of just being two teenage girls. Like here's an adult that's actually here supervising them. Not just letting them run wild and kill people. <laughs> As they are wont to do. <laughs> well, 
actually, it's the opposite here, though. They are want not yeah. to run around and kill people, and, and he's allowing them to do that. Well, just maim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really liked that Mika got to be the one to kill Yoshi. Spoilers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're in the spoiler section. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I really thought when Yoshi, like, he was either going to live or Tisato was going to kill him. I was certain watching it. I'm like, those two, that's going to be the two possibilities. And then he got to, Yoshi got to walk away. And I'm like, okay, so he gets to live. And then Mika killed him. I'm like, you deserve that. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. I thought uh, Takino was going to get him. I, I I genuinely thought that might happen for a little while there. I kept waiting for Mika to, like, snipe someone and save the day. Like, support is here. Because, you know, he, he had the sniper rifle, the sniper suit. He, in the beginning, he set up to, to yep. add by support. I kept waiting for that. And they didn't go with it. Um, Mika is actually my favorite character in the anime. But I'm going to start off with a major complaint about him. <laughs> uh his secret is kept way too long past any point of logic. Like things <laughs> are burning to hell around him. And he's like, nah, I don't need to say anything. I, I could probably, this will probably work out. It's fine. <laughs> and, it's, I, and they clearly show that Mika is aware of all, everything going on, holds all the cards and is just letting all this play out. And it was so frustrating. I'm like, dude, just say something. And he does at the very end, like, Oh, by the way, here's the full truth. It's like, you could have saved so much time. <laughs> you said this five, six episodes ago. All right. That's more of a writing. Than I, I do like the fact that he actually addresses this in a conversation with her and says, you know, should I have said something when mm. you were young? Should I have told you Yoshi was a jerk <laughs> when you were young? I I completely understand his reason for keeping the secret up till the show. I just feel mm. like once the sh we're watching the events of the show are happening, you know, Yoshi has come back. Things are the terrorist things going on. Things are really starting to go crazy. Shisato's clearly being set up for something. The the guy in the wheelchair shows up. Like it's okay. You no, know, the the timer ran out. It's time to say something. Yeah. And I do feel he went past the logical place to all right i need to reveal the secret to you um up to the up till the story starts i i get it yeah i i you know we were happy things were going good i didn't want to break what was good until i absolutely had to but he absolutely had to like three or four episodes before he did uh, do you think no <laughs> go ahead i don't know because at that point chisato was dying like he, before that, they were living their life. Even when things are kind of going wrong, she thought it was fine. It's only until like things are getting serious. You have two months left to live, if that. If you don't overwork your heart. So. So, so you disagree with me? Grounded. Yes. All right, Jeremy, what you it? <laughs> I had to make that joke one time, Jade. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay, no, but uh, now I want to talk about what I what I do like about him. Um, I think Mika is in a much cooler anime than all the other characters. <laughs> he is dealing with like really heavy things. He's 
He's killing the love of his life. He's he's trying to raise a daughter um, who he knows he's doomed, and but he also knows he betrayed her in the beginning. Like it was selfish what he did, and then he went through the man on fire story of you know I became this girl's father, and now oh god, what, how, I shouldn't have ever got her here. I'm I'm horrible for what I am. Um, you know he's murdering characters in the background when no one else is watching. Mika's a cool. Asian, I want to see Mika's story kind of more than I want to see everyone else's story. His his <laughs> stuff was cool. Um, Who did he kill in the background other than Yoshi? Yoshi, but but like oh, all okay. the other characters have left. What I mean is like everyone's left and moved on with the story, and then he, he's like wrapping up stuff in the background, murdering people, beating the crap out of the assistant. <laughs> yeah, um, and running a board game shop. So cool, <laughs> although not well, I guess if we look at their finances. Not doing a great job. And not really in charge, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's Chisato's Cafe. It is Chisato's Cafe. Yeah, that's true. I was curious, um, when you say, when you mentioned the criticism that you had before, was that a criticism of him as a character or of the writing of him as a character? Kind of more the writing. The writing? Because um, okay. like I said, I, I agree with the character's reasons for keeping his secret. Mm-hmm. I just felt like the events of the anime a character with that secret would have been like, okay, it's time to say something. And I feel like the writers were like, no, no, hold on to it longer. Especially since it's not even that, I didn't feel like it was that big of a secret. It Mm kind of almost felt small potatoes for how much buildup they gave it. Um, Yeah. Do you think that it fits him though? Like it is a bad decision. I a hundred percent agree with that. But uh, if you look at how, um, how many times that he allowed Chisato to walk up to Yoshi and talk to Yoshi and then was like, Oh, I'm sorry. My bad again. Like it happened twice. <laughs> Once in the flashback yeah. and then again later. And there's other times it just seems like he's not very good at making decisions. Like seeing he's good at all the stuff that you mentioned of like him going and, you know, cleaning up the battle scenes afterwards, making tactical decisions. But when it comes to social decisions or how to, <laughs> predict what's going to happen with this child it seems like he's just really bad at that so i I don't know if that's maybe a character issue character flaw that's fair and to that i say grounded (laughs) (laughs) me too (laughs) most of his time in the working with licorice he even says like i wouldn't i would still be out in the field killing people if it weren't for my leg, which is fake, but still. Uh, yeah. He kind of spent his whole life killing. So maybe social decisions aren't his strong suit. <laughs> all right. All right. You guys yep. have a good point. I'll take back my one complaint about my favorite character. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's Not move allowed. on to, to Mizuki, uh, the old yeah. hag. <laughs> what do you guys think of her? I love this character. Uh, just the fact that she is exactly that. Like she's a spinster. She's, which is so funny because she's not that old. You know that she's not that old. So she's not technically a spinster, but they treat her like one and she kind of plays the part and acts it. And, uh, I love the, the, the joke that they just keep going, the running gag where she's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Vancouver with my, my boyfriend, the hung who doesn't really know she even exists. <laughs> Is, and, is that the tennis player at the end on the TV? Yeah, who like has another girlfriend or is getting married yeah, or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and so like she's really funny with that. I also love how 
she's just so relaxed and um it's probably the alcohol but but every now and then she kind of comes out of her stupor and just does something really silly um she's important in a lot of the the gags and jokes um so yeah i just every time that she was on screen it was welcoming a welcoming sight she was funny uh, Jade? I feel like Mizuki was one of the characters I felt like they could have add more to the show. She is the informant for Liko Rico. And she also used to work at DA? Like, I believe they said in the beginning she used to be... She worked in DA and then moved to Liko Rico because she wasn't happy there. I feel like they could have added something to that. She's very funny and adds to a lot of the comedy slice of life portions of the show but i feel like they could have done a little more with like her background i just like how grumpy she is at work (laughs) yeah throwing knives and complaining about everybody (laughs) for just a pencil pusher man she's good at throwing knives holy cow so i you're right that's what they said jade i was actually gonna ask you i thought she was like a licorice agent grown up they I didn't remember any, like, if they said that. I don't believe they did. I just, I think she was, worked in the whole computer room that you see in the DA or somewhere else, but she never was a licorice as far as I know of. Right. She just kind of worked with information, wasn't happy at DA, so she moved to Licorico. And she's happier there. Mm-hmm. How much complains? I guess then I have the question: What happens to agents when they hit adulthood? That yeah, I'm not sure. Of. Yeah, that's a that's a bit of a maybe a it future was, plot. It was interesting that Mika said, you know, as long as her heart gets her to 18, I don't care what happens after that. Mm-hmm. He does. Because licorice don't make it. Once they're past 18, they're no longer licorice. I don't know what happens to them, but they're not considered. Maybe they become adults and go in, back into society. There's, there's no that way wouldn't that wouldn't work. <laughs> no. Work this, at all. So in the, in the like, second to final episode, final episode, they're like, hey, these girls have been exposed. Okay, murder them all. And like, yeah, that's that's and I wouldn't be surprised if they're retired. <laughs> They, yeah. they either had to go on to become regular agents. But man, even if you have that many secret assassins hitting adulthood and you let go out into the world out of your control, that's... You're going to have crazy merc groups and black yeah, ops teams. Yeah, you're going to... And, gonna, and, and yeah. your secret's going to get out real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're probably executing them. I don't want to think that they'd be executed. <laughs> well, they're clearly not... <laughs> But see that I guess so. That's what I I wanted more of is like there's no way this group is morally good, and it never says they are. It definitely hints that they're they're not on the up and up. But I kind of wanted to dig into some of the dirt, and I thought we would be taking on it'd be Lico Rigo versus Da, and it just didn't go that way. No, in the end, like Lico Rico helps Da propagandize mm-hmm. everybody and hide again. Mm-hmm. <gasps> All right, back to the story. All right, so we get some um, Shisato and Takina meeting. Obviously, uh, 
like, like Jeremy said, fire and ice, not not really getting along very well. Um, we learn like a thousand guns were sold at that and are missing from the, the, the mission at the beginning. Uh, and then Shisato takes Takana out on their daily deliveries. So besides running a cafe, besides sometimes hosting board game night, besides making deliveries, they also take job requests. And this is where I started being like, wait, so how much of, of licorice and DA is known? Because they go to a police station and the police officer is like, hi, 17 year old girls. This woman is being harassed and needs bodyguards. Can you go do that for me? That's right. And I'm like, oh, so the licorice are known. He's like, oh, here's competent, combat ready teenagers I can send out into the field. But yeah. later, this same cop is investigating, like, where did these bullets come from? There's, <laughs> this is a government conspiracy. And I'm like, wait, what is the truth? False. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, she they're sent to, to meet this woman, and she's been harassed ever since she posted on social media a picture of her and her boyfriend. And they figure out really quickly the reason is behind her was actually the actual gun sale from the beginning. Um, so they decide to protect her. They decide to have a sleepover, so Chisato's got to go get sleepover supplies. And Takumi realizes they have a... Takina realizes they have a tail, and... Leaves her to get abducted as a trap. This was great. <laughs> this was awesome. It's like, how do you use the person you're trying to protect? <laughs> and then opens fire on the van she's in. <laughs> Confident that she won't hit the. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chisato arrives, sees, is, and is like, no, that is not what we do here. <laughs> We're not about like mission completion. We're about like helping people. Uh, she 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 notices a drone watching them. Takina is able to shoot it with her marksmanship, and then Shisato goes in, and this is their like our first combat scene where she just runs in and blasts everyone at point blank range with rubber bullets in the face, in the head. Doesn't matter to her. She just knocks them all out and takes out these these terrorists. Um, I gotta say the the reveal of how quick she is and and her reaction to bullets. That's all so well done, um, especially her movements, the way that they handle that. They do like little bullet time slowdowns sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's very cool, very pretty to watch. However, um, her hair gets shot a lot. The, yeah, she never has to get a haircut because it's constantly getting trimmed. <laughs> if I, I just felt like by the end, to even it up, she's going to have to have like a pixie cut because <laughs> she's getting bullet holes in her hair over and over. Yep. Uh at the, e- at the end, we see the hacker talking with a mysterious businessman. You know the type. If you see mysterious businessman in limo talking in the darkness, villain. Yeah, um, you just don't know if he's a major or minor villain, right? Uh, and then the, the the we see an apartment in the background explode, and that was apparently Walnut, the hacker, who took out the communications of DA. Uh, because she had asked questions, so he took her out. And then that same man goes to the cafe. This is... I I, I got that you didn't feel this way, Jerry, but I feel he's the primary antagonist. He's the mm. actual antagonist of the series. But yeah, I get you get... So either way, depending on point of view, he's mm-hmm. one of the antagonists. Uh, <laughs> your guys' thoughts on, on Yoshi? 
Oh, um, yeah, you're, sorry, you're, I, you're, you're the Jason I, I slipped into the Jason mode there. <laughs> I'm like, I'm listening for Jason's voice. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> um, so, so let's see. So this is the, yeah, this guy, Yoshi. I didn't like Yoshi. Um, I, I kind of found him to be just sort of like this annoyance that was always in the background gazing at the screen <laughs> because they made him so like he's got the pretty eyes like they tried really hard to make him have pretty eyes and and so like knowing that he's pulling all the strings and he's doing all this um manipulation that that part was cool but there was something about his he had this sort of the confidence that I, I don't know. To me, it just didn't seem warranted. Maybe it was because they didn't give enough information quickly enough. So it just felt like somebody being pompous. Um, but I don't know. I just, he was kind of irksome to me <laughs> a lot of the time that he was on the screen. Um, yeah. In the end, I mean, it, he was fine as like the, the guy in the background, the, the maniac that is just kind of, and when I say maniac, I mean like the egomaniac and the fanatic that has a, a sort of ideology that they're living by and forcing onto everybody else. Uh, and maybe that's, maybe that's what I don't like about him. I bet that's what it is. I bet that I disagree so vehemently with him <laughs> that I can't stand the character. If that's the case, then maybe that's a pretty well-written villain because you're supposed to disagree with them. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes they need to be a little bit more like, sympathetic yeah i don't know it's he's interesting but i in the end i just i don't know i, I don't like him all right <laughs> jade what'd you think Sorry. i don't know about small time villain for yoshi since he kind of made all the action scenes happen because he's controlling majima he he was that guy in the wheelchair with the goggles that was all voice ai just most things that happen that Jisato has to fight end up being because of him. Mm -hmm. It kind of felt more like a major villain while Majima was more of the small time villain, at least in my eyes. Do you like him as a villain? Yes. Oh. I oh. liked him as a villain because he, he is directly opposing Chisato's ideals. That's uh, fair. I can see like, want to kill. yeah. If you're turning, if you're leaning into the theme, he's definitely the opposing view of the theme. But I don't know. His his reasoning for creating the Allen Institute and trying to get Jusada to kill again, I found was interesting. I know you guys complained about it, <laughs> and I'm going to. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> Let me continue to talk a little bit more. All right. His whole point, why he's doing this, is that if someone has a talent, someone that they're, they're just gifted at this one thing, they have a right and a duty to the world to give that talent to the world. While Chisato's is negative, he does believe that that can be of use I don't know how he exactly thinks killing is helpful and useful even as a licorice that 
this just makes the job faster. <laughs> but he also talks with Majima in a scene, and Majima's like, I'm not using my talent. Do you have a problem with that? And Yoshi goes, no. I like what you're doing. Keep doing it. He says, you've done <laughs> great. Well, Yoshi seems to less be focused on any other <laughs> Alan <laughs> child, true. except for Chisato, who he has a weird obsession with. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when she, like Chisato was younger, Yoshi is seen watching that clip of her kill, well, fake kill, was paintball gun, but her training in DA, and he's he seems very fascinated by her killing talent. I feel like he almost doesn't realize he just wants to see that killing talent in the world rather than rather than just to like help people. Yeah. He's also brought up at the end when he's with Chisato. And Chisato's like, I want to help the world. He says something like, what's the difference between Chisato and the world? He mentions that at the end, and I think that's a really interesting point. He's like, if you're trying to bring her killing talent to the world, who is this world now? Well, I don't like him. I know. I don't. <laughs> uh, his, his ideology is just too bonkers. I... I I like his role in the story. Um, but, but like you pointed out, Majina's talent is like, I have super hearing. We'll get to yeah, that. Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's Daredevil. And so Yoshi's reaction to that is like, okay, I'm going to fund your terrorism. That doesn't, that's not the A to B on, on your, <laughs> on your ideology. That's, he's I, not like listening for heart defects in people. That'd be a really good use of his talents that you could force him to do. I think um, I figured out what, what he's doing. I think I figured it out. He's stirring the pot. And all of these people that are geniuses are bigger stir spoons. That's all it is. Right, like he's trying to advance yeah. human evolution kind of thing, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. So like, if all they're going to do is listen for heartbeats or do something good or innocuous, they're not going to have the ripple effect of uh... the utmost use of their talent as he sees. So he's like, ultra chaos, go. <laughs> right? Like, if you have daredevil level hearing and you already came from a sort of um, – anti-political movement or in this case terrorists but anything that's going to be operating against licorice or against the government then keep doing what you were doing because it will have a massive ripple but now we're going to magnify your talent i think that's what he's doing i agree i just i still hate it (laughs) okay it's it's I mean, they even say he's insane, and so it's hard to say like, well, this isn't logical. No, it's it's not. He's a he's a crazy man with a ton of money who decided funding terrorism is the way I can help the world. That's just that's who this character is. I found the other antagonist way more appealing, way more interesting in the story. Yoshi just didn't cut it for me. Doesn't yeah, the mustard. 
that's that's what I was thinking about. Um, ultimately, when, when I'm saying that he's, I think this other character, Majima, is more of the main villain. I think it's just because he is. Oh, I had something there a minute ago. <laughs> it's gone. He matters. Um, this <clears throat> other guy, I don't know. He doesn't seem to matter to me. I don't, there was something. I lost it though. Okay. It'll come back later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's um, late. Yep. Yeah, the next episode, uh, we are introduced to Walnut, who has who Da gets reports he's de- dead, but Walnut has hired Liko Rico to protect her we found out to her uh, her name is actually karumi but i'm probably gonna call her walnut because that is way easier to remember <laughs> um and so basically we get this adventure with just Tato and talking getting in a car with this squirrel a person in a squirrel costume who drives like crazy and they're being attacked uh oh there's another hacker called robata i need to mention the rival hacker i i don't have this character listed to talk about Literally is just there to have a bad hacker. We don't get a face. We don't get anything. It's just, and he, all he does is just scream. I'm a great. His entire motivation is I am greatest hacker. And yeah. I don't like the character. Okay. There is one really funny thing about him. Would you say that he's like a short, skinny dude? I, I guess. <laughs> That's exactly how Walnut describes, like, what, you thought I was going to be a short, skinny dude? You've been watching too much TV. And so that's what this other hacker is. I thought that was a funny... Stereotype. Okay. Yeah. I, I just thought it was funny, 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 whenever he would, anyone would talk to him, he'd be like, I, I'm the greatest hacker now? Like, he recognized Walnut was better, and was like, Walnut's finally dead, I get the throne. Yep. And while you just you sit in the audience, you're like, no, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we all know the secret. <laughs> yeah. uh, we get we get a couple action scenes. They they get their car taken over by this robota, and they manage to shoot the drone that's providing the link. And then they're chased by a couple extra terrorists, and they have a gunfight. Shisato wounds a couple, and and Takin actually shoots a few. And Chisato starts applying bandages. She's like, you guys go. I'm applying bandages. It was duct tape. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it wasn't bandages. It was duct tape. Right. Field bandages. <laughs> mm-hmm. that. Uh, but then Walnut gets blasted because it ends up being a trap. And so then they're all riding out in the ambulance. And then Walnut sits up. And it's actually Mizuki in a <laughs> Walnut's costume. And the suitcase that had to be taken very good care of. <laughs> that's actually where walnut is because it's a little girl is she young right i don't know uh, i don't because she was good she was gonna leave the country by she... herself yeah well she also hacked into first class i don't think they have right information on her anyways <laughs> didn't they say walnut has been the greatest hacker for 30 years Yes. So is this like the Dread Pirate Robinson, or is this actually the same person? Great reference. It's Roberts, but it's a great <laughs> reference. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know me. I'm not going to get it right. It was very close. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Walnut joins Liko Rico. Basically, she's hiding there, and, and to, to be allowed to stay, she has to support them and becomes their hacker. 
Also, uh, but she, you could. I wanted to talk about during this episode how when Chisato's helping one of the guys applying, I think it's Vaseline. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. She's just applying some cream, putting on duct tape, and how one of the bad guys, while she's helping him and having a conversation with him, he almost tells them it was a trap. And he does at the end. Like, he debates on it during the conversation, and then at the end is like, don't go through that door. Mm. And that's why, like, Chisato goes and runs to try to save them. She's too late. Yeah, yeah. But I just liked how Chisato's no-killing thing and just have a good time in your life changed this guy's mind and made him a little bit better person, you know? Almost stopping murder. Almost. Yeah, yeah, it Almost. led to a tactical advantage, too. So, like, even from a military standpoint, it was beneficial. In the next episode, uh, they have to go... Chisato is called back to DA for her physic- yearly testing or whatever it is that she never wants to do. Um, Takano, exam. Fitness exam. Mm-hmm. Takana, who, want, who wants to get back there real bad, especially talk to the commander and plead her case, uh, decides to go with. Um, this is after she refused to play board games with everybody. And, you know, that's just not a good person who refuses to play board games. Yep. Are you trying to talk about me? No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You want, you want to play board Eric games after this? Gold. No? It's kind of late. It's going to be, like, pretty late. I don't think anyone else will play. It's winter break. What do you got? Look, we got to get back to the episode. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, so they go to DA. Um, you know, the commander's, like, talking to Chisato and, like, hey, you should come back and you should do this. And Chisato's like, you should bring back Takina. And Takina meets her replacement, who's this smug girl named Sakura. And then we see Chisato's old partner and Takina's old commander, the one who punched her, whose name is Fuki. Fuki, yeah. Yeah, and um, they basically hurt Chisato, or Takina's feelings. She runs off. We get this scene where Chisato goes and, like, spins Takina around by a fountain. It's like, cheer up, you know? Yeah, your life sucks, but it could be better. <laughs> uh, and then they do a mock battle. And Chisato goes alone, counting that Takina will change her mind and join. And we see some more that Chisato's just the best ever. <laughs> Uh, but she refuses to win, waiting for Takina, and then Takina shows up, punches Fuki in the face for revenge, Crazy. and then shoots through Chisato, knowing she'll dodge so that she can hit Fuki and they win the, the mock battle. Then they go home to play board games together. Um... I just want to say on the speed test that they, they show Fuki go, and she's pretty fast, and then Chisato goes, and she's really Ooh. fast. That's still not bullet dodging fast. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Supposedly, like, her ability must be to predict even when they're going to pull the trigger. So she's actually moving based on Before their muscle speed, fire. not bullet speeds. Right. But I don't Which is how she loses that paper, that. rock, scissor later, right? Yeah. Because she's judging yeah. muscles incorrectly. Yeah. And also, Takina rushes it. You can yeah. hear in the audio, Takina, instead of going rock. They say, like, first goes rock, then paper, then go. She just 
Jusato is preparing. She's going the normal speed, and Tagina just starts rushing through it. Just like rock, paper, scissors, go. It just shows that Jusato's. Which is funny. Yeah, it's it's funny because like that speed wouldn't be anything compared to combat. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. But still. Yeah, the bullet dodging thing. I, I kept being like, that's that's still like really hard to do. Like I have a hard time buying it when Vash the Stampede, an alien, <laughs> is able to do it. And you're trying to tell me this goes just really good. But it is, you know, it's the plot, so it's fine. Um, the next episode, due to <laughs> Takina wearing men's boxers as her underwear of choice, uh, <laughs> which, which you know, Jade, so you have a point about the the lack of fan service in this, right? Yes. The show has considerably less fan service than other shows that I've like, seen and watched, even of the same genre. Being a slice of life with a bit of action. Uh, the only fan service scene I can think of in the show was when Chisato did a handstand. <laughs> yeah. Her thighs are on display. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... there's there's a reason that one got clipped. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so the reason I brought that up is because, like, this is the moment they would go for that joke, right? She does the backflip, yeah. and they see her underwear, and like, oh, we got to talk about underwear. And I was like, oh, man, here we oh, here we go. Just the typical. Yeah. And she's wearing men's boxers, and I found that very funny. And it's because she had asked Mika, what do you what do you wear for underwear while you work here? And he's like, well, I wear men's boxers. So she thought that's what everyone must wear. <laughs> uh, so they, yep. So they go – this is an episode where they go clothes shopping. They eat out. Um, they go to an aquarium. Uh, Chisato likes to dance like an eel. She gets talking out to pretend she's a fish. <laughs> it's, it's a cute scene. They talk about you know, why Chisato doesn't kill people a little bit. And she also reveals that she has this necklace from the Allen Institute. It's been mentioned a little bit, but up to this point, you just know that anyone with a special talent is chosen by the Allen Institute. They get the owl, um, but they have a... Duty, a promise they have to keep due to their being chosen, but they also got a wish granted for them. So, so this is really interesting because at one point she even gets called an Alan Licorice, right? Like you're a really interesting one, you Alan Licorice, because she's in two farms now. Right. <laughs> she's right. she's like in two secret societies. Right. She, which again, kind of. My problem with the show is there's two themes, there's two villains, there's they they went for double, which is odd. It's very unusual. Mm-hmm. And there's the third one with the Lily Bell boys. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get we'll get to Lily Bells. I have a, a rant <laughs> about Lily Bell. Um, uh, after shopping, we see Mika and Yoshi talking. Uh, we oh, so she's looking for the guy who gave her the necklace. That's her quest in life, and then we find out right away it's Yoshi, um, because he's the one who runs the Allen Institute and gave her her heart. We don't learn that part there, but and then the terrorists go to do an attack on a subway train, and the licorice are on the train, and they all get killed except for Majina, who sets off a bomb. And then this is going to be covered up as a train derailment instead. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, and one of my favorite scenes is Shisato trying on men's boxers and just the, the look on her face of like, oh, these are great. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yep. scene. Uh, in the next episode, we have... Oh, we do need to talk about Majina. So that is actually when we meet Majina, the other antagonist. So J- Jeremy, <laughs> what did you think about Majina? I really liked this guy. He was very interesting. This was the sympathetic villain because I would say ideologically, he's far closer to the to the truth and far closer mm-hmm. to being right than any of the other uh, groups that are making an argument, bringing an argument right. to the table. <laughs> It's his methods that are wrong, but his right. point he's trying to make is actually the morally good. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. And and I I think, yeah, I, I kind of remember what I was going to say before, I think, which is this guy is against the organization, right? So you have a villain who's acting in the front, causing all the havoc, running amok, and he his goal is to go against this licorice organization, Basically, put everything out into the light. Let everybody know what's really going on. Ditch the propaganda machine. Let's be honest about reality here and not hide behind these assassins uh, or let them control us. And then the other guy, Yoshi, is, like you were saying, Jade, he is focused specifically on Chisato, even to the point where he's trying to subtly maneuver Majima to encounter Chisato to bring out her killer mm-hmm. side. Like, his his entire focus is on her. So it's like he is her villain, but not the villain of the overall, like, fighting with the DA. It, he's not really, he doesn't care as much about the DA. He cares more about, like, making these individuals cause as much havoc, use their abilities to the utmost. And then... This guy, I love this guy because he is like in the forefront. He's got very clear stated motives um, as far as fighting the DA. And his methods are weird, especially like. Uh, <laughs> okay. Every time a regular citizen opens a baggie and finds a gun, the reaction to it is amazing. I just started cracking up because it's like they're on LSD or something, right? Like it's like they're hallucinating. They're having some kind of like weird trip because they're holding the gun everything goes to one color and like there's nobody else everybody else is pale and they're just shaking and it's like just because you find a gun in a bag doesn't mean you're going to like grab it and be like oh no this gun is motivating me (laughs) it's gonna go off everywhere (laughs) there's people that like fall over into bloody pools just because they found a gun (laughs) no they're shot the the guy with the park bench got shot by a cop Sure, but I remember that there was one scene where somebody, like, found a gun and there was a whole bunch of, like, maybe I'm misremembering, but I, I really thought there was a scene where, where a person found a gun, pulled it out of the bag, and yeah, I think it was in the collage when he was making his big announcement and people were finding them all. So maybe there was just people started shooting each other or something. The only two I remember, there's the guy on the bench... And uh-huh. the cop shoots him. Uh-huh. And then the second one is after the, the licorice agents are revealed, he sees one and he starts mm-hmm. to pull a gun out and, yeah, they and shoot, they each, shoot other. each other. So, like, why did the guy pull the gun out of the bag and then he, he and the cop, like, the cop shoots him? But this other cop at the police station sees 
several men walking up with automatic weapons and says, wow, those are realistic toys. <laughs> I don't get that. I would also like to point out that Chisato openly fires her gun on a civilian car that she doesn't like the way they're driving. Well, later yes. in the show, just yes. in the middle of broad day, like, bam, bam, bam. And it's rubber bullets. But, you know, they don't know that. The cops don't know that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like there's some inconsistencies in that sort of behavior of like when to shoot and when to not shoot and who to go after. Um, that was a little bit frustrating. But ba- back to Majima. I know I went off on a tangent there. Um, yeah, I like the guy's style. I like his behavior. I like his um, he brings this sort of like. Moody, angsty uh, energy to his scenes and they're really entertaining because of it. Um, yeah, I like him. Majima, in my opinion, he's a very good villain. I did like him. I like him as much as Yoshi as a villain. Uh, maybe even a little more so. His, I can't say his ideology, like why he's doing terrorism well, terrorism is bad. What he's do- the reason why he's doing it doesn't necessarily seem wrong. He's just trying to show everyone that they're living in a false reality in this bubble of security right. that doesn't actually exist. And he wants, as he says, balance in the world. Yeah, um, it was it was interesting that he calls out like, I just take the underdog side. It's not even like. I'm on the good and bad. It's just whoever's losing, I'm going to go to that side. And so if the government's are stronger than the public, I'm going to do this terrorist thing. I, I did find that odd. It was like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter to me. Uh, one thing I noticed True. and I was thinking over it, when he when he's holding Chisato hostage, Chisato goes and makes coffee. He's like, no, I don't like coffee. That's too bitter. And then later... When him and Chisato are sitting down drinking pops, uh, Chisato has this drink. She's like, oh my god, this is so good. And Majima has a taste of it. And he's like, this, this is too sweet. That's true. So it's odd that both scenes he has, he drinks something, it's too much for him. Do you also, think that's... Just, Sorry. I was going to point out how you can kind of think of Bitter and sweet is kind of like the good and wrong, how he wants balance. Something too bitter is not good. Something too sweet is not good. And also, Chisato really likes sweet things. You can kind of see it maybe a bit of a symbolism there. Right. Well, and also, Chisato's cafe is, is both ends of the spectrum. She has a coffee and sweet cafe. She does both ends of the spectrum. I think you're onto something. I think that's a huge character moment and theme moment of maybe even like he doesn't like anything. (laughs) Like he's never going to be happy. Even even if he got his wish and and the society changed, he'd be like, no, no, change it back. I'm going to I'm going to terrorist to change it back. Um, Uh uh, That's a really good. That's a good observation. He kind of does that at the end when he's he's trying to blow up the building. He's like, I don't want a world where reality is manipulated. Like he says that he 
He's blowing up the second tower because the second tower is built to show that Japan's recovering from a terrorist attack. Mm. It's not. And he's he's creating all this fear, but it's almost honestly he keeps going back on his word half the time. Yeah, and he and he doesn't have a bomb. The bombs are fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fireworks. It winds up being yeah, fireworks exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So. I think your touchdowns are really good stuff here, Jake, because mm-hmm. he is interesting. He's layers. Um, the only thing I really want to add, other than that he kind of looks like a green-haired Spike Spiegel <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> um, I, I love that he in the final fight, and we'll talk about it, but that he stops the fight. Um, there's just something cool about that of like, hey, I, I could kill you if I wanted you, but I'm not that kind of villain. Uh, let's just sit down and talk for a while until you're ready to go. Uh yeah, he's he's a good villain. He, he he's uh I think he kind of definitely won me over. At the beginning, I wasn't quite sure. I was like, uh, he just kind of feels like random bad guy doing random bad guy stuff. But the more they gave him screen time, the more he explained stuff. I definitely enjoyed him. He's definitely the better villain, I think. Are we gonna talk about his echolocation? Yeah, go ahead. Um, when I, I didn't pick up any signs that he had like this talent for hearing like he could hear things and also echolocation which is impossible for humans to do because we don't have the ears big enough to pick it back up mm-hmm. but you, there's some interesting videos of like some blind people riding bikes that do that but it's very like i wouldn't call it necessarily echolocation what they do but it's it's heading toward that so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and we're well. It's Shisato. We're birds of superpowers that they're yeah, really to dodge. So, yeah. I guess I it's like... okay. The fact he dodged the cans that weren't moving bothered me, but that's fine. But he went. Oh, did he? Yeah. Not that time, but he did at the beginning of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was still echoing in the tower. Uh, what about so? Walnut hacks of a video and gets sound out of it by watching the vibrations of objects in the room through the video. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Jerry? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. I'm out. <laughs> the the whole the whole video, like okay, so when she went into VR in order to like get a better angle on a photo, <laughs> just just like Okay, AIs, yeah, sure, they can, like, deep fake and auto-complete images. Absolutely, but you know what? They're just coming up with something that could match the pixels. They're not coming up with what was really there. <laughs> this doesn't mean that this is what was really there. The data is the data, right? The resolution of your camera is as high a resolution as you're going to get in the image. You can't sharpen it to be better. That was amazing. Enhance. Um, enhance. <laughs> yeah, enhance, enhance. Exactly. I saw there was like this collage video a while back where it was showing like all of the NCIS and CSI and all the others. It's just like enhance and it zooms in and another one. <laughs> enhance. <laughs> just ridiculous. <laughs> but it's a common trope. It's not it's not a criticism unique to this show. Um but it does remind me of like the code, and I've got to mention it. I mentioned earlier that I love that they tried to be realistic, even though they didn't necessarily land it on some of these things. And the code one I have to call out just because that's my job. 
and I love it. I love it when shows actually include real code in them. It is super entertaining. And in this case, I actually paused it and I started to read through it. And I'm like, okay, so what is this code really doing? Because they're saying it's going to be a search. It's going to search the internet for information. And it's just a debug log, right? So all it does is just print something to a file on your computer when something goes wrong. And so I was like, okay, that that's really cool that it's actually legit node JavaScript code. Then when they're like, hey, we're gonna, I'm gonna hack into the AI and I'm gonna do this stuff and shut down this super advanced computer. Um, and then it shows the screen. It's the same debug code. And I just busted up laughing. So yeah, the VR and that, like, it's, it's certainly, it's trying, but it's not, not quite landing <laughs> with those ones for me. I still don't know how Majima did the fight in episode five. Him and Chisato start fist fighting. There's blood on both their eyes. And Majima's using his talent, and you can kind of hint, like, maybe he has something that can help him see without his eyes. But even if he has super hearing, everyone around him is screaming, Mr. Majima. <laughs> or, like, go Majima. It's like, how do you even hear someone in front of you? Well, super yeah. selective echolocation. Uh, yeah, and uh, like I, I had said, I have an issue with the fact that he's just able to be around machine guns with that sensitive of ears. Just the fact that... Well, uh, she but, like fires off a gun in his ear to deafen him, to help him. So clearly, yeah. like to your point, he doesn't, he's not able to block out those sounds. Right. They should deafen him. <laughs> I, I totally called him that they were going to do that too. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, looking at your phone when the scene happened... <laughs> I was playing Marvel oh, Snap. Call you. <laughs> Fifty seconds into the show, I'm like, <laughs> I look over. I'm like, oh, oh, you guessed it, and you're just staring at your phone. <laughs> there, oh, God. listeners, there's an explanation for this. Get grounded, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, especially in between episodes, because we watch, like, we watched a lot on Hulu and stuff. There's a commercial break, so I, I must always turn on a, for a Marvel Snap game. And so you the episode last, last, last episode ended, like I started Marvel Snap. Um and, and all of a sudden Jade's like, Dad, they're they're fighting still. <laughs> I look up Oh but I'm about to win my fight. Uh pause it. <laughs> so all those times when Troy says, Oh, I must have missed that. <laughs> like, no, no, now no, we know no. why. It's not the truth. <laughs> Dang it. This is a mistake. We need to have you on more often, Jade, so we can find out what really happens. Sure. <laughs> oh, thank God I have the power to edit. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. I have the power of the internet. True. Yeah, she knows our Twitter. I don't know. All right, we're gonna we're gonna move forward. <laughs> Forget everything that just happened. Yeah. Uh, the next episode, they get another job. Um, this is to protect a high value target, an old man who hires them. He, he's basically, his story is his wife and kid were killed, and so he fled Japan to America. Now he's come back because he's getting ready to die, and he wants to visit Japan one last time in memory of his wife. Um, so he needs bodyguards because he's sure they'll try to kill him. And really sympathetic story. And then he shows up, and he's like, got a headset on and he speaks through the chair and he's on a, a remote chair um 
So they had to protect them, and Shisato's excited. Now we get to be tour guide for the day. Takes them on through a tour of Japan. Uh, basically, an assassin shows up, and the, the Liko Rico team has to fight this assassin named Gene. It ends up being someone Mika knows and is, like, buddies with and actually they're friends with after this. He shows up at the end and at their cafe just hanging out. That's who that guy was? Yeah, the guy who, hey, your friend finally talked. It was Gene, the assassin from this mission. I didn't see this episode. Oh, well, no wonder you don't <laughs> think Yoshi's very uh, evil. No, I totally missed this episode. I, I'm sitting here listening to you guys describe tourism and stuff, and I must have missed it. Was yes. it, like, it must have been like seven or eight or something? It was five. We're on five. Five? Huh. That must, I must have like watched four and then thought I watched the next well, one. Maybe you played Marvel Snap the whole <laughs> yes. time. Oh, turn it back. I thought it was... <laughs> that was episode episode four. This isn't five where the Majima fight scene happens. Am I wrong? You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> no worries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, the only thing I know is that I number these things, and okay, sometimes I number them wrong. That's true, but these ones are are in order still, so we're good. Um, anyway. This assassin tries coming after this old guy, and he like ru- the he runs away from Chisato, and he's like, "This the, the assassin that killed my family is here. Please help me, Chisato. You've got to stop him." And then Chisato takes him down. He's like, "Why didn't you kill him, Chisato? You you need to kill him. He murdered my family. This is a totally valid kill for you to do." And she's like, "Well, I, I don't kill people." And then the chair just turns off, and, and they, they find out the guy in the wheelchair is. Uh, brain dead guy from a like a drug addict that was pulled out of a hospital drug and someone's been weak to live yeah and someone's been remote controlling the chair the whole time and it's yoshi and this was all just an elaborate plan he hired the assassin got the chair just to get Chisato to kill this was oh his first gosh. attempt oh <laughs> but they don't say that in this episode uh actually it was jade who told me i had to ask her i was like that was yoshi right because they, I think they. You said they mentioned it in a conversation later that you were that guy. Yeah, they they said his name, the name that he, the guy in the wheelchair was given, but I couldn't remember it. That's why you mentioned the guy in the wheelchair and the voice coming out of the chair. I was like, I don't know what these things are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, afterwards, so Mika talks with Gene. He's like, Hey, Gene, how you doing? He's like, yeah, I've been doing good. I'm gonna go. Uh, so Gene leaves, uh, and then um, a licorice is run over by a car in, and then murdered by the terrorists. This is when the terrorists start fighting back and murdering the, the, the licorice, led by Majina. Did somebody get a sore leg? Did somebody get injured in the leg, like Takina? Yeah, Takina did. That's why she had the bandage at the start of this next episode. I was trying to figure out how she hurt her leg. <laughs> okay. A lot of things are making sense now. All right. Um, in this next episode, because Licorice Girls are being murdered, uh, uh, Takina decides that Chisato and her have to work in pairs and stay together for safety. And so that means sleepover and hanging out. <laughs> and we learn Chisato actually lives in the apartment under her apartment as a safe house. And through rock, paper, scissors, manipulates Takina to have all the chores. <laughs> And then talking to later finds out how she cheats, and it's also how she dodges bullets. Um, 
And then Robotar figures out where they live, sends goons there. Jisato takes them out. But the footage of it um, helps convince Majina, who's getting frustrated that he can't find DA with the help of Robota. Um, He sees Chisato and he's like, oh, that's the girl. Uh, so I'm I'm in. It's because he recognizes her. He was part of the bombing of the first radio tower. He's part of that terrorist group, and so he recognizes her. During which he actually wore a blindfold. <laughs> Going full daredevil. Yeah. Also, yeah. I think in this episode you get to see that Robotas being manipulated by Yoshi to manipulate Majima. Into being interested in Chisato. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed that. Uh, Robota's oh. having a conversation on with Yo- Yoshi, and Robota's like, Majima's not falling for the bait. He doesn't have any interest. Oh, okay, I, yeah, I do remember help. that. I and remember Yoshi's that. Like, Try harder then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do your best. Guys, Marvel <laughs> Snap is really fun. It's just, yeah, it's yeah, so, right. no. Um, no, I do actually remember that conversation. <laughs> I just didn't see them on notes. Um, afterwards, so Chisato goes out for a delivery. She gets attacked by the terrorists, but she manages to get away. They have this big fight. This is her first fight with Majina. Um, the scene Jade mentioned where he blinds, he gets blood in her eye or pain in her eye, so that she's blind. <laughs> yeah, and beats her up. But they, they all work together. Even um, oh, I I wanted to call this out really quick. I love. In there, in the fighting maneuvering, and like you were saying with the close quarters combat and everything, they did a really good job with this. There's even the the part where she she walks up to Majima. She's basically dominated him, right? He is he's in a position of submission. He's down on the ground, then he's bleeding in the face already. And as he like sits up and turns to look at her, she continues to maneuver to stay behind him. And you don't often see that in anime. They will just have the character stand there so you can have the exchange. You know, they'll they won't move. They'll just look them in the eye as they turn to look at them. But she still behaved like, you know, a tactical person would in a situation like that, trying to maintain that position where the other person is vulnerable and you are not. Um, so I, I like that a lot, actually. And I know it's a tiny thing, but it's it's those little subtle details that really impressed me. Yeah, it's definitely something that's coming up repeatedly is that they have an eye for detail, mm-hmm. but also it's not perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like you yes. said, the, the, there's in this episode, we see a board game. I love board games. I play a lot of board games. And they have one I own. They're playing patchwork. And you can tell because they have like these polyomino pieces with little blue buttons on them. Those are the pieces from patchwork. But they don't have the boards in front of them that you put the pieces on. They're just like collecting them and putting them in a pile in front of them. And so I was like, oh, it's patchwork. My wife's like, but, but they don't have the game there. And I'm like, it's close enough for anime. <laughs> it's homebrew. It's it's, it's, it's home rules. <laughs> Another detail I noticed that's a little bit more relevant than patchwork. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. I, again, I want to mention how Majima has its eyes closed. Except he's never reacting to Chisato making noise. He's always just going back in to fight. You can see he has his eyes closed, even though they were open earlier. There's like, there's not necessarily a reason for him to have his eyes closed, except to show that he can fight without seeing. Except he's not reacting to Shusato making noise. He's just punching and just keeps punching her. 
even when That's she's true. dodging, it's not a noise you can see and react to. Yeah, that is true. Uh, in the next episode, Chisato is able to spot a text that Mika receives from Yoshi uh, for a meetup. And she she assumes it has something to do with shutting down the cafe and being called back to DA. Um, so she tells the group, like, it's all over. And they decide they're going to go to this bar. Um, I wrote the name down, but I forgot it. It's Bar Forbidden. Bar Forbidden. <laughs> Um, what and name? they they go they sneak into this bar and they see them having the conversation and they realize oh this is just a date our bad but then Chisato overhears them talking about her heart and she realizes Yoshi who she's met he comes into the cafe sometimes and she realizes he's the guy she's that gave her the heart and then and she's like hey I need to talk to you and he's like yeah you you're not supposed to um you just need to to let it go and do your do what your promise is and he leaves and then Mika goes after him and Mika pulls a gun on him and Mika's like I, I, I want to set Shisato free but then he doesn't do anything and he lets uh, Yoshi go was that in the post credit sequence no it was in the elevator after Yoshi leaves Well, I know I watched that whole episode, but that part. Yeah, and this this up. is the episode where the terrorists attack the police station because they got to mm-hmm. also get the the USB stick into a computer so they can have access to the government systems. Yeah. Weird. Um, and then Musiki Musiki dresses up to sneak back into the bar because she's gonna find herself a man. <laughs> Uh, Yoshi also has a small conversation with Takina, and Takina's like, thank you for helping Chisato, and Yoshi goes, yup, totally did that. Uh, I have expectations for you, Takina, live up to them, and then leaves, and from then on, it is sort of hinted at Takina doesn't quite trust Yoshi. She brings it up, she brings it up, and it's like, a flashback sequence that she has like, oh, oh, this is what he was talking about. What what expectations does he have to convince Chisato to murder? Probably. I mean, Takina is the one in the group that does kill and doesn't mind killing. She's the Wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) He's always been known to be very analytical and distant. <laughs> Detached, if you will. <laughs> um, afterward, Chisato comes to work. She's late, but she is still her energetic self, so she was is not letting this put a damper in her step, even though it definitely affected her. Um, there is an end credit scene, though, where Majinima shows that he has a pendant as well, that he's also one of the talented people, which you've already mentioned. Um... Oh, then Yoshi sends out his assistant to go deal with Shisato, so he's putting his next plan into to action. Takina takes over the budget of Liko Rico and basically <laughs> quit using bullets. There's a great scene where they're doing the bomb disposal, and they cut the bomb, and they're like, we're not going to pay you. And she, like, rewires the bomb together <laughs> after Shisato knocks them all down. <laughs> She's like, fine. Did and she get... rewire it? I thought they she, just thought... left the two... Like, it was always yeah. 
yep. thought she reconnected the wires and was like, you just have to cut this and it'll be done. Uh, Tiger nah, said she left the, I left the last two active wires. Mm. Yeah. She cut a oh, so, blue wire, but there were two other uh, two reds left. So she hadn't finished already? No. Devil Dinosaur is like, this is such a good card in Marvel Snap. But like, it's plus two for every card in your hand. It's so good. <laughs> now that's going to be a thing, too. Even when yeah. Jason's back, it's going to be like, oh, I missed a detail. Oh, what were you doing, Troy? Yep. <laughs> all right. So thanks to her budgeting, they're able to get a robot butler and all kinds of cool machinery into their cafe. Um. He and then Majina confronts uh, Chisato in her apartment and holds her at gunpoint. Has a conversation with her, um, but leaves because he can hear talking to coming and is able to escape before anything goes wrong. Uh, this makes Takina put in a new. If I call you and it rings three times and you don't answer, I'm assuming you've been captured. You have to answer the phone within three times from now on. And because and then this is <laughs> very apt because Chisato has been dodging her. Physical, not physical, yeah, physical. Mm-hmm. The doctor's appointment. And she I goes love in. The ringtone. She's got like this horrible, horrible psycho killer ringtone every time the doctor calls. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. um, but she goes there, and the nurse is actually Yoshi's assistant who knocks her out. And then Takina calls her, realizes because she didn't show up, um, and goes to save her. And when she gets there, it's, she's able to drive away the assistant lady, who seems like she has a super talent for fighting herself, maybe. Uh, Pretty but, sure she was another Allen child. Yeah. But uh, what what she was able to do was fry the heart that Chisato has um, so that it can't ever be recharged. And that means it only has two months left because it was just fully charged. Um, and this is basically that doctor's fault. <laughs> if this is a new nurse that you just got transferred over here, what are you doing letting her in there with Chisato? That's just... Yeah. Um, she's called back to DA. She's given a camera by Kurosaki, who's trying to convince her to come back for those last two months. Um, and she's like, no, I still don't want to, but you should bring back uh, Takina. Uh, she wants her help with Majina because DA is now fully aware of him and is trying to track him down. Um, Walnut confronts Mika about everything. She's like, hey, you need to tell you know what's been going on here. And he tells the whole truth, which is um, Chisato was a super awesome agent and he was her instructor and he's like but she's got a heart a congenital heart disease she's not going to live long enough convince yoshi to give her a new heart um because of her talent part of the Yon institute program but he had to promise to make sure that she used her talent to kill um because her talent is killing and after they left to form liko rico just didn't want to kill anymore and mika ended up supporting her instead of convincing her to go back the way she's supposed to be and that's why Yoshi's going through all these motions is because Mika has technically messed up his promise, but he has changed his mind on what he wants to do. And now, now uh, Walnut knows. 
Um, and then Takeda gets invited or gets called back to DA, and she's going to go because she thinks that she can capture Majina. That'll give her information on the artificial heart, and they can find a way to save Chisato. Uh, she takes Chisato for a day of fun that's almost a rehash of their shopping trip from before. Uh, but now in the winter, and things don't go as planned. But that's kind of the theme of it. And then they go stop to see the snow, and the snow doesn't come until they decide to part ways and go their separate ways, and then the snow comes down. I I liked at the end when they both realized it was snowing, they both turned around to go and find the other person and be like, it's snowing! But then like they see each other both doing the same thing, and be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. And then uh, Majina abducts Yoshi. Um. Yeah, so Walnut's looking for artificial hearts, trying to find more information. The DA plans their operation, and Chisato decides to close down Liko Rico. She tells, I love that she tells Walnut to go to Germany, because Walnut's like, well, then I have to leave the country if I don't have protection and I'm not safe in Japan. She's like, well, go to Germany, because that's, that's like a major hub for board games, and that's true. Yes! <laughs> I love that that was the reason. That cracked me up. Yeah, the, I, I kind of wish they had done more with the board game thing, because I, I haven't seen that a lot in anime. I, I just thought that was really cool and unique, this board game cafe, and that they obviously cared about it. Obviously, that aligns with my own interests, so that was fun for me. Jade loves board games. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Can I get ungrounded? Yep, you're <laughs> ungrounded now. Jeremy, not you. Aw. <laughs> I like war uh, games. <laughs> um, Takina does an interrogate, interrogation of an already captured terrorist and gets him to admit that the Allen Institute is the one who supplied the gun. So now she's connected Yoshi to all the issues happening. Uh, the licorice are searching for Majina. They go to his base. They only find a video of him, and he talks to them about, like, peace has to be earned. You can't just fake it. Um, but Takina, like, jumps out. She's like, wait, what do you know about the Allen Institute? Tell me about Yoshi. And the, but he hangs up. Um, the customers are mad that the Liko Rico is closing. And Mika... Oh, Mika, so Mika has his big talk with Chisato where he gives her a kimono that he's going to give her when she became an adult and then tells her the whole truth about Yoshi and what she was supposed to do. And um, she thanks him for not having told her so that she could still make the choice instead of being manipulated. Uh, and then they're called, the DA basically is told, you get Chisato in. We don't keep Michael Jordan on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> And so they call her and like, hey, you need to come. But at the same time, Robata calls her and says, hey, we've captured Yoshi. You aren't going to go help. You're going to come here. They get they... called by the Lily Bell dude, the dude that's in charge of Lily Bell. Like, he's the one on the call being like, hey, you need to bring Chisato in, which is yep. weird because it seems like the Lily Bell boys don't, don't like Chisato at all. I don't think he's in charge of yeah. Lily Bell. I think he's in charge of both. I think they both report up to him. So he would have command over both sides. I don't, I don't think so, because didn't he say that... I'm pretty sure he said in, 
in the conference being like, the higher ups have said you need to bring Chisato in. Like, Kusunoki's just Maybe too busy that. to deal with it right now. You quit taking sides, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if she was Jason, you'd be arguing right now. <laughs> well, she just happens to be right more than Jason is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm agreeable. All right. There I'm, you go. I'm going to let you have that so that we can keep going. Um, the, the licorice. <sighs> A lot happens, and I'm not 100% sure about what all of it is. Like, they're in the tower waiting to capture the terrorist, and the terrorist elevator just goes right past them, and they're like, oh, we didn't think they could do that. It's because they've hacked into the computer system, right? Um, but also, uh, Takina leaves because Chisato's not answering her phone. Um, Walnut finds out. As she's on the getting on her airplane, that there is a second heart that was built for Chisato, and that Mr. Yoshi has it, so she she gets Mizuki off her plane. Your long lost daughter has found you. <laughs> and then she calls Takina, lets her know. Uh, all these things converge, and then all the licorice they're taking out terrorists in the tower, and they get to the top, and um, Majina, who's our who who calls the public and tells them about guns that he hid around the the city. Hey, there's guns everywhere. You can have guns. I'm exposing stuff. And then later he shows them the licorice killing his men, his armed men, um, and is like, look how evil they are. There's schoolgirl assassins in the world. You have to deal with that now. Um, yeah. Anybody with half a brain would be like, there's some context missing here. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is going on? Who are the men with the guns? <laughs> exactly. Or the fact they have machine guns and automated yeah. rifles and these girls have pistols. Yeah. Why the imbalance no here? Questions. And then Ch- Chisato has to try to save Yoshi. She has this big fight on the old tower, fights a bunch of terrorists on like scaffolding. I can't believe she didn't kill anybody because <laughs> they're like, she's like shooting them from across the way and they're like falling. And they catch themselves. She's like, hey, good job. I didn't murder you. (laughs) I guess that technically counts. It's like it's like Batman having a Gatling gun on the on the Batmobile, but he never uses guns. Doesn't count if it's on his hand. Oh, yeah. Batman uses tons of guns. He just doesn't use one in his hand. (laughs) Um. Then she gets, she finds Yoshi, and then Manjuna confronts her. He shuts down the shutter, so it's dark. He shoots Yoshi in the arm, who who goes, runs away and hides. And then we have the fight between Manjuna and Shisato. Um, and he's winning because she's blind, so she can't really dodge, and he can hear. But then Takina burst in through the wall, and bringing in light, and they fight together, and they're able to beat him and bind him. They don't kill him. They They tie him up to the the railing. And Didn't then they... Go ahead. I was re-watching it the second time. I'm pretty sure Chisato knew because she saw a phone ringing, but I was confused because she doesn't have her phone. She saw a phone buzz and she... like she sat out, It looked like she got an idea and then she started running, shooting Majima from behind and then Chisato burst through. So... Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just like an idea of, hey, talking that might be coming. She knows. Yeah. 
yeah it does seem weird like it would make perfect sense if it was her own phone but the fact that it wasn't her phone random phone is buzzing takina must be calling that's a weird (laughs) conclusion for her to draw but i i remember coming to this well now that she has now she has specific ringtones like she does for the doctor well sure but that wasn't her phone though right that was just a different phone it was yoshi's phone yeah there's that way takina has yoshi's number yeah does she i don't think she does Unless Walnut gave it to her, but still, then what does that mean to Shisato? Nothing. Oh, yeah, it's it's Walnut. You're right. It's Walnut. Walnut is the answer to anything. Right. Well, I mean, Walnut does hack Shisato's phone remotely yeah. when it's in the cafe and steals a picture off it and is like, hey, yeah, Yoshi's being abducted. That's how they know where to get to her. So maybe. I, look, yeah. I'm going to go fast. Okay. Uh, okay. So Shisato... And has to confront Yoshi, who's like, and talking is there, and she's like, give us the heart. I know it's in the case. We know you have the second heart. He's like, I do have the second heart, but I put it in my chest. If you want it, you have to kill me and fulfill your obligation. And she's like, no, okay, I guess I just won't get a second heart. <laughs> he's like, no, that's not the answer. You gotta kill me. And, and then his assistant is attacking Takina and trying to force they just keep trying to force Chisato to kill. And eventually she does shoot Yoshi in the chest, but then she goes and saves him. And Takina is like, I will rip it out of you. <laughs> yeah. And Chisato's holding her back and she lets Yoshi escape. I know I, I I threw away a lot of context there and a lot of emotional moments. And I'm sorry, Jade. Yeah, Chisato had red. Her eyes turned red. I, I like throughout this anime when Chisato's having like a happy moment. Like, her eyes are, like, this brown color. Like, it's a lighter brown. Very pretty shade. But when she's killing, you can see when she's a little girl, her eyes are bright red. Like, a dark red. And in that moment, when she shoots Yoshi, her eyes turn, like, a bright red. Like, Mm -hmm. in her panic. So do you think she'd be a better shot if she, like, gave in to her talent? Maybe. Um, then they find out the Lily Bells are coming for the licorice agents and, and Liko Rico has been officially hired to, to save them. So they go to the other tower and they have to find a USB port, which they, Chisato doesn't know what a USB is. That is just a weird <laughs> plot point to throw in randomly for a joke. Uh, but they and do it. Even without knowing what it is. She gets the USB in the USB slot on the first try. Yeah. In a very awkward position where, like, she has to reach out and, like, at arm's length, barely reach it into the... She has super eyes, Jack. <sighs> She'd be able to see and know exactly which way to turn it. <sighs> okay. It's not super eyes. <laughs> <laughs> USBs is where I draw the line, man. <laughs> Those things are horrible. <laughs> So Lily Bell's coming up. They plug in the USB. It's a wand that now has access to the system, and she fixes everything. AI fixed. Uh, here's a news report to the public. Hey, did you all like that play about assassin high school girls? Next season coming up. <laughs> We're going to have this as an event. It's going to be fun. Oh, um, this irritated me so bad. <laughs> because it's not believable? Because yes. it just hides up the bad guys? Yeah, oh, it was- for both of those things, number one is a lot of people saw with their own eyes people get shot. So now they're being told, no, what you saw with your own eyes was just actors playing a part in this big play. And 
knowing that that's actually true, that this is all propaganda and the, the people that did get shot really did get shot and that the government is lying to them just makes it really frustrating to me. <laughs> like, I hate that this, that the grand solution to the entire season is that the, the farm wins. The <laughs> Plato's cave stays full of people. Yeah. <laughs> they don't so take their way out. I, I think, I think that's only half right though. Cause I think this is only a temporary thing so that li- licorice is off the hook and not going to get murdered. But, um, Majina even points out, like, that's fine. They saw the the seeds are planted. Yeah, that's true. You you can't undo what's happened. Um, yeah, today it's covered up, and for the moment, everyone's gonna just, but it, but not really. The guns are still out there that I hid, and obviously he, we find out he's still out there pushing things along. But his plan worked. The seeds of doubt are planted, and that's all that mattered. Mm-hmm. So. I I I I get what you're saying. I just think it's not as bad as you think. I think they're just presenting it as it was good enough for the government to say, okay, we won't murder everyone involved. <laughs> yeah, not good enough for the public to give up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then the 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 lily pads, the lily bells, lily bells, thank the you. lily boys, the lilies. <laughs> uh, they're called back, and then this boy gives this intense stare at Chisato like remember all the backstory we have <laughs> yes and then he That's leaves. Even called out by talking yeah. like and then talking is like do you guys have like a backstory and Chisato's like I don't know <laughs> maybe he thinks I'm cute <laughs> this was bizarre yeah <laughs> especially to throw in in the in the final episode <laughs> yeah like, and then to also call it out well second to last I guess yeah. Anyway, um, so they're getting ready to leave. Everything is done. But then Majina shows up and he attacks and they all Chisato's left behind at the top of the tower while they go down the elevator. Sakura was shot. No one likes her, but they have they can't go back. They have to get her down, um, except for talking. They're like, we just need an excuse for you to die. We're going to go back up. <laughs> You're a licorice. Deal with it. You're a licorice. You can handle this. <laughs> Um, so then we get the final battle between Majina and and Chisato. They start with just like a regular fist fight. He's now wearing an armor-proof vest so that her rubber bullets don't hurt him as much. And since she only shoots the chest by habit, she doesn't do a whole lot of damage to him. But then her heart starts to give out, so he pauses the fight. He buys them a soda, and they sit down and just talk about their different worldviews. And this is where we find out where he's like, I just don't want things to be fake, and I just I, I gotta take the underdog side, and and she's like, well, I just want people to be happy, and I don't want things to change, and I just want to help people. And he's like, well, then we're on opposing sides, so let's just see which one of us has a stronger conviction. Very anime thing to say, <laughs> um, but he does. She's like, hey, while we're paused, can you pause the bomb timer because he has a one hour bomb timer? <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like, no, that's not fair. Bomb timer's going off. So then they resume their fight, and she's just focused on getting to the bomb timer, and so he's able to beat her. He knocks her into, like, this glass bowl, and and the and bomb goes down damaged. there. they already damaged. Yeah, they would already mm-hmm. damaged. So she's falling, uh, but she pulls him down with her, and then she shoots him in the head, like, eight times with a rubber bullet. <laughs> and then she falls to die, but Takina's there, and she's got her grappling hook gun, and she uses it to save 
her, and but they don't stop the bomb, and it's just fireworks and everything's okay. Oh, and then Mika murders Yoshi. He's like, "Give me the digging heart." <laughs> he cuts it right out. Mm-hmm. Um, Great moment. And then <laughs> the ending. We're back at the cafe. It's up and running again. Um, Majina's still out there, you know, being a little more subtle, a little more quiet about it, but still alive. And everyone misses Chisato at the cafe. And then Takina is sent on a mission to island. And yes. she gets in a gunfight. And it's with Chisato, who ran away when she woke up in the hospital and has been missing since then. But it's completely fine because she got her new heart. <coughs> and Takina's like, okay, well, now what do we do? And she's like, well, let's go to Hawaii. And that's the end, except for then there's an end credit scene where they open a Lico Rico food truck in Hawaii. And Walnut does an adorable thing. <laughs> they have to get in a Hello. costume to help again. I, I, the ending made me laugh. <laughs> All right, any thoughts on that ending that I rushed, rushed through, you guys? Um, I just want to talk about... I, I had seen that clip of Chisato walking up to go help this person in Japanese uh she speaks in English in that scene and it, it's very bad English yeah, it is. I could not understand it until I watched the dub and she says are you in trouble yes are you in trouble it was so good not very clear English I Except was for- confused in the English dub, because he walks up and he's like, hey, can you guys help me? And she's like, I don't speak English in perfect English. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) What did he he talk in? (laughs) In the sub, it's really funny because he walks up and he's like, something about Chisato, something about Chisato. And it sounded like, God, I can't remember, but it sounded like they were speaking in the same language even then in the sub i was sitting there thinking wait a minute what is she just being a jerk (laughs) she should be able to understand him because he's what he's saying that's what it is he's speaking in japanese he was asking her in the sub he was asking her about chisato in japanese and then she was responding in english saying i don't speak english even though he was speaking to her in japanese asking a Ah. question i was so confused by that yeah. And maybe it wasn't Japanese. I mean, I know that there was another scene where people spoke in French. I recognize that. I thought this was Japanese, but maybe he was speaking in a different language. Uh, um, so the only thing that I have to add to to the ending is I thought it was very uh, consistent with Chisato's character. <laughs> like her, her excuse for why she was in Hawaii was like, you know, I... I woke up in the hospital and I knew I didn't have long to live. So I thought I would run out to this beach and just live here until I die. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, she would do that. That's, that's totally her. That was pretty cute. How about you, Jade? I had a quick question. May I talk about the red spider lily? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also just a little bit about lily bells. Uh, Lily Bells is also known as Lily of the Valley, which has a flower meaning of purity and like maturity. 
it's an overall very positive flower meaning in relation to the red spider lily, also known as licor- licorice radi- radiata. Weird scientific name. I can never pronounce them. Bahumit. Good. Bahumit, <laughs> yes. Uh, which are known as the corpse flower or the flower of death. Uh... And the red spider lily, it, it's used in a lot of animes to symbolize death. But it also has the flower meaning of rebirth, a, a cycle of death. Which in relation to Chisato and how she nearly dies twice in her life. And then it has to, you know, move on and make a new life. Create a new life, After yeah. that. Uh, I liked how, after you finally find her, after the second time, talking to Ash, the chest thought was like, what should I do now? And talking to responds with how I suggest something that you, like, left behind or had given up on. Mm-hmm. Basically, go back to your old life. Don't just try to move on. Yeah, that is really interesting because each time that she was, uh, each time that she faced this near death, when she was reborn, she has a complete change of values. So the first time it's, I'm going to be a savior instead of a killer. And then this time it's, I'm going to try something totally different or go back to something that, like what you're saying, either go back to the life that she was trying before, like be reborn as what she was originally. Or I I interpreted it to mean that she was going to try something that she maybe gave up on in the previous life, but didn't necessarily fail at. So I wasn't thinking that it was the same life, but maybe what she would have wanted before thinking that Yoshi was something he wasn't and then devoting her life to that Mm. image in her mind. Like, what do you want to be if you don't have Yoshi in the picture? Maybe it's, Either way, it's a nice cap on mm-hmm. the character's ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say I have a thought, but I'm gonna save it for my final review. Let's go to final reviews. So, Jeremy, what score and review would you like to do? Um, so this is definitely not an anime that's really in my wheelhouse. It it has some action scenes. Those are pretty cool. Um, they did a pretty good job with them. And it has some really on-point humor. Um, there was a really funny sequence about the poop parfaits yeah. that Takino makes at the at the cafe. And that's great. They did a bunch of great jokes about that. Um, and they had a lot of jokes that, you know, probably two or three times in each episode, I, I did find myself laughing out loud, which was kind of surprising that I afterwards didn't find it to to come out more than kind of a middling anime for me. Um, and it's probably just because the themes and um, and the amount of slice of life in it was just um, maybe a bit more than I, I would like. But um, I did make Tanya watch the beginning of it because the contrast cracked me up and it was really cool where you have Chisato waking up and talking about how peaceful and great this place is. Japan's so great and it's so safe. And as she's talking about all this, there's basically schoolgirls like just Straight butchering, murdering. People, <laughs> murdering people with bombs and people with guns. They're just like throwing them in the bushes and pew pew, you know, and just the contrast of that that set the tone for the anime did a really good job. Um, so I think they've got they've got some real skill um, and I would be interested to see what else they put out. This the studio, the writers. 
Um, I'm curious. But overall, I, I got to give it a three out of five. It's just, I probably won't remember it that much. All right, Jade, how about you? Uh, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Uh, it is in my wheelhouse for a genre. Uh, tends to be a lot of the animes I love tend to have a lot of slice of life themes, but a bit of action. I have plans to rewatch Skate Infinity, and that's the comparison between the two is really similar. Is this your third time with Skate Infinity? You don't want to know how many times. Uh, yeah, I don't. Was that a sigh? <laughs> the amount of times I've watched Skate Infinity is a little much <laughs> for not being that old. And you don't skateboard. All right, go ahead. I don't skateboard. <laughs> I think the chorus recoil is it's a very good show. Uh, I feel like you guys give it a little bit of a bad rep with <laughs> writing for an anime original. It doesn't have a manga. Mm. It is getting a manga adaptation that's we'll talk more about like the slice of life part in it. But I think it did great. And I'm looking forward to those manga adaptations that are going to come out. I do think it's actually a pretty good anime the action scenes are are great the characters are pretty good i have three major complaints it's going to be a three for me um the the first complaint being just that they they put a lot of thought into a lot of things and then skimped over some really weird details like how secret are the licorice the world doesn't know about them but they also say if you go out in your plain clothes with a gun you'll be arrested but apparently if you're in your licorice uniform you can have a gun and be fine Maybe they just meant you could hide it, but you could hide it in plain clothes, too. So it was almost like, yeah, the cops won't arrest the licorice if they see him with a gun. But they're secret, and the cops don't know about them. <laughs> um, so, and, and like, like Jerry mentioned with the, the, the hacking and, and, and even the board game, which, okay, the board game doesn't really matter, but it's a good example <laughs> of we have these really cool details, and we went this extra mile, but we left a mess in our wake uh we didn't fully complete it uh and and then another one is that the the two antagonists with two different themes and it it just felt messy i I feel like this almost needed a second season with one focusing focusing on majina and then the second moving on to yoshi for a second theme i think that might have worked a little better uh and then the third just the the over the, the slice of life stuff didn't fully work for me. So, but characters are great. The themes that that I did enjoy were well done, and and the action was fantastic. I can definitely see why if this is more in your wheelhouse, like Jade, why it gets a higher review. Those are very personal reviews, Jade. Not not objective at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that is it. First off, I want to thank Jade for coming on. Not only. Uh, is this her first time doing something like this? But it was very short notice. Uh, we didn't get a lot of, of warning that we would be down a host. and But because she has seen it three times <laughs> and had recommended it, she was able to fill in. Um, and I, I think she's done a great job. Yeah. Thank you, Jade. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, and then, again, next time we'll be watching the movie Bubble. It's uh, currently on Netflix, an anime movie about hardcore parkour. Uh, <laughs> And bubbles. As hardcore as it can be with bubbles. <laughs> with bubbles, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and then if you have any thoughts on uh, Licorice Ricola, um, <laughs> please reach out to us on our Twitter at Baca Podcast or come to our website and contact us, theanimebacaclub.com, or you can leave a comment where you found this review and we will get be able to respond to that pretty much. So thank you all for listening and we will talk to you soon. Let's say goodbye. Jade, you go first when we say goodbye. Goodbye. What have you done to earn your place in this crowded world today? It's not even from this anime. That's terrible. <laughs> no. Sayonara. Somebody will know. Let's go. <laughs> Bye.